welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NASP in the Innovation Center with Rachel. And we're super pumped to be here tonight. We are. You know, we're always just so excited to bring you all this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast. So we can talk about real ideas with amazing principals. And in this case, assistant principals, because whoop, whoop, it is assistant principals week. And we want to celebrate and honor all of those hard workers out there. And our goal is to help make your leadership stronger and more innovative. And we have a treat for you today. I kind of feel like, Rachel, we're kind of finally getting our calendar synced in and like interviewing mm-hmm. assistant principals for assistant principal week because like typically sometimes we're like, oh, no, like it's next week or it's tomorrow. So tonight on the show, we have Natalie Nelson, assistant principal of Clara H. Carlson School in New York. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. And thank you so much for the invitation today to talk about assistant principal week and the work <laughs> I absolutely love to do. <laughs> yeah, totally. Give us some background. How'd you get into edu- education? What did you do before you were an assistant principal? Just kind of bring everybody up to speed. Okay, great. Well, this is my sixth year as a proud assistant principal at uh, El- um, in Elmont at Clara H. Carlson School, and I've, this is my 21st year in education. Um, but I actually had a little bit of an unconventional, unconventional start to education. I started out as an attorney. I actually practiced for three years. Um, and the moment I knew I wanted to be a teacher, I had been invited to a um, career day at an elementary school in New York. And I got to that classroom and the hands were waving like flags. The, the eyes of those students, it was like fifth grade and their eyes were just lit up. And I I left that building so pumped up, so ignited, more than I'd ever done as a practicing attorney. And that was the moment as I was driving home, that's when I knew my calling was to be a teacher in an underserved school. And 21 years later, I am now the assistant principal of a beautiful school, rich, beautiful diversity, over 700 students. And I I just feel every day I'm making the difference that I wanted to make and I'm positively impacting a school community and I love it. Wow. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I was thinking the same <laughs> Wow. Thing. Yeah, attorney. I mean, I've known a couple of Wall Street people to go back to become teachers and admins, but a attorney. And you know, you like you just know the feeling. You were there, you're like, this is what I want to do. This is what I was meant to do, right? I mean, that's like that's pretty yeah, profound. It's that feeling. Yeah. It it really is. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, so I let's talk about Let's talk about your school. So I think for the elementary school, you have a pretty big leadership team, principal, two assistant principals. What advice do you have for the other assistant principals out there that are listening when working on on a leadership team? You know, communication, delegation, how do you do it all? And I'm also curious, did you pull any of your attorney background experience into this work. So just what does it look like being on a on a leadership team? I, I think that's a great question because it's actually a unique role to be an assistant principal where there are two um, APs in an elementary school. That's not necessarily very typical, but the same strategies and the same advice I give, you know, assistant principals would be the same. Um, it's like a mantra I've had to accumulate over the course of the years. People proceed product and process. And that really means it's really about The focus is always about relationships, um, building relationships. And when you have another assistant principal, 
developing a relationship based on trust is extremely important because you have to divide up the responsibilities. And that takes a lot of getting to know each other's skill sets. Um, but the perfect thing is that we have a try, it's like a trifecta, you know, myself, my AP, and my other prince, my principal, the three of us work together so well. We kind of each kind of are able to work in our zones of expertise. Um, and because I'm an, like trained in an attorney, I'm always an advocate. And I feel like that, you know, as an administrator, you're an advocate. We're advocating for our students. We want them to succeed. We're advocating for our families. Um, and I bring an equity lens. So that is, you know, I bring that lens into how we disaggregate our data, how we, you know, select our programming, the programs that we create. So each of us and our team are really able to leverage our strengths. Um, but I would say before you do anything, you want to work on your relationships, not just with your staff, but even from the leadership perspective. And when you've got a team of three, it's always important to check and make sure you're networking and keeping your relationships going with district personnel. Having a great supportive superintendent is very, very helpful when you've got a, a leadership team in a school as large as we do. And, and we have wonderful guidance and support in our district. So um, I definitely say like people, focus on the people, focus on everybody in your building and, and you'll always win that way. Yeah. So quick follow up. Your school, I was doing some research, was built in 1930. So your building's 93 years old. I, I, how is it? I mean, has it been updated? I know sometimes on the East Coast, y'all have those like furnace heaters against the wall and in the basement is the big furnace. I mean, what is it? It's got to be a cool looking building. But is there is there is there like ghosts? Is it haunted? Kind of no, give, us, no. uh, give us some give us some background. It's it's a large building. We do have, you know, um, we have a couple of new wings. We, like I said, have over 700 students. We are extremely diverse. We house um, the ABA students in our district. That's, you know, students who have the applied behavior um, analysis approach being used. And so we have a new wing. Um, we have an elevator. So we're definitely accessible for, you know, individuals who, you know, are handicapped or need that resource. But ultimately, it's a large building. So I get to tell you, getting to classes, you know, I get a lot of my walking done and, and, and in the AP role, that's one of the most important places to be in that classroom, out on the field, you know, you know, and so we've got a lot of grounds to cover, um, but yeah, a lot of opportunities for students and our staff to beautify the community. So it's a great learning community all the time. Love it. So speaking of places that APs want to be at. It happens to be NAESV. So tell me a little bit about, <laughs> wasn't that a good segue? <laughs> tell me, Love it. Uh, how long have you been an NAESV member? What are some of the benefits that you see um, just kind of offhand? Well, believe it or not, I've been an NA. NAESP member for the last six years. My first year as a an assistant principal, again, I, it was a new experience for me because not only did I just leave the classroom, but I started as a new person in a district. So I was learning two things at the same time. And the truth is the AP world is very different than the classroom. It's very unpredictable, high pace, but it's great because I get to use all of my talents and bring them all to you know, help support students and our staff. Um, but for me, I quickly wanted to, I always wanted to read more. I kind of wanted to learn, like I'm a learner and, and any AP and all administrators, we're like learners. We love learning and we want to carry that forth to our school community. So I was scouring the internet back then and, you know, things weren't as proficient six years ago, but I was scouring the internet, stumbled upon NAESP and was like, okay, I'll join. 
And so I read articles from time to time. I, I, you know, I love the fact that this was a, an entire community for people who would one day be principals. And I said, okay, this is someplace I'd like to work towards. And my participation and what I've learned has grown. I have found the AP uh, community of practice, which has just been such an incredible resource, particularly after COVID for me, because that's where I felt like, you know, things had really shifted. Our responsibility, our workload shifted, and I needed to be nourished so I could continue to nourish and motivate and inspire my staff and my students. I love it. And hey, you're connected also to the communities of practice, right? For assistant yes. principals. And you touched yeah. on it a little bit, but you know, that's a newer piece that NAESP has added, developed, and we're continuing to grow. So share a little bit about that and then perhaps how somebody could get involved and connected because connection, you nailed it on the head, right? Relationships first and those networking pieces are vital when we're in leadership roles. So how can, how can they get connected? Um, getting connected for me was absolutely imperative. And it was, like I said, I'd been in the organization and, and been reading articles for years. And then I saw, I said, oh, AP, something just for APs. The first time I jumped on, it was beginning of the school year, it was late in the afternoon. And it was so refreshing because it was Zoom um, with people, APs all across the country. So it was the first time that I was really getting to have real conversations about the work that we do. Um, with people outside of my district and with a different perspective and a different lens. And the best part about it was that, you know, the young woman, Ms. Donna McGuire, who's running the session, she has resources, like it's very structured. So we came on and the first night I was like, okay, I'm doing this again. I'm making time in my schedule to make sure I, you know, get involved. And every month there was something that I got that I was able to take back to my leadership team, take back and a resource. And we were talking about observations and I was just two weeks about doing my observations. So I was taking notes. And the thing is, what I found is no matter how long you do this work, there's always more to learn. We are always growing. And so the AP community allowed me to see that a lot of the challenges or the questions I had, people who were in a different part of the world were also having those same questions and we were able to bounce ideas off each other. I would highly recommend it. It's on the NA. NAESP website. Um, it's we welcome it because the truth is um, APs are growing where the numbers of are growing, you know, and we need that support outside and that perspective um, from a different group. I hear you. They're often sometimes left out, right? It's like an afterthought sometimes with organizations. And I appreciate NAESP really calling that out and being explicit. And you're right, the number of APs, it's rising. I know in Oregon over the last handful of years, we've added a significant amount to just really help leadership and help support yeah. kids and just be responsive to needs. So that's a fantastic perspective. So thank you. Oh, it's know. my pleasure. Yeah, I don't know, Rachel, but Natalie sounds like a commercial advertisement for NASP. She's mm -hmm. like, go to the website, NASP.org. It sounds like what we always do. I'm hooked. <laughs> At the end of the I podcast, love it. Like, you got a new job, I, girl. Let's do it. <laughs> I cannot wait for my colleagues. To, I'm like, because we're all, you know, we, we all want to grow. And that's the thing. People take that for granted, as you said. You know, the AP is the servant leader role. We are, you know, not often seen, but working hard. And the truth is, just to kind of commiserate and collaborate makes a huge difference. So we can yeah. go back and do our great work for the communities we serve. 
Yeah, 100%. So you talked a little bit about your school. So let's go a little bit deeper. You said your school is very diverse. And we were doing a little research that the families at your school speak upwards of 10 different languages at home, which is a lot, a lot. How have you all developed effective communication strategies with students and families just to make everybody feel connected, but also just that so that you can communicate with families that are speaking uh, just that array of different languages? What have you all done at the school to kind of uh, support everybody? That's a great question. Um, And it's one that's so relevant. Like I said, um, I, you know, definitely am an equity driven leader. But the great thing is that my district from the leadership downward really values um, ensuring that we have a warm, welcoming and inclusive community. And one, we have, for example, like I said, I get to bring all aspects of me. I speak Spanish, so I'm able to translate. So having staff that speaks the same language is key. And most of it, we have pretty much at least one staff member who's reflective of our linguistic community and even cultural community. And that makes a huge, huge um, impact because we're able to connect with our families and communicate. We have events recently, uh, several months ago for our Hispanic Heritage Month, we had a movie night, but the movie night was in Spanish. And so it was an opportunity for our parents that speak Spanish to engage and really enjoy their native language. And then there was a showcase of pinatas, popcorn and pinatas, we called it. But we have events like that. You walk into the building, there's welcome signs in every single language. We do our best to use Google Translate and and actual real people to make sure that we value everyone's native language, but then we also make sure that it's something that everyone can access. Um, Technology helps a lot, but at the end of the day, it's conscious effort, collaborating, and we have a staff that really works together um, to make sure that our curriculum, what we're reading, our texts represent our community and we're really always partnering together. Yeah, I love that. I was a I was an interim principal at a school for a little bit a little bit over a month, and we had like fifteen to twenty different languages, and it was just it was fascinating to me. And I mean, there was challenges, obviously, but I felt like it was a fun challenge and a puzzle to kind of support and put together and to find the resources. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it definitely makes it uh, it makes it fun. So thanks for those uh, for those suggestions. No problem. All right. So we're looking for some recommendations and tips on the next one. Uh, Adam and I are huge avid readers. I have two books right next to me and then um, another book on my bedside. So what are you reading and what leadership book or maybe perhaps non-leadership book might you recommend? Okay, so I'm always trying to find ways to read. And when I can, I'm actually doing Kindle or something that I can actually do while I'm listening, while I'm driving. Um, My go-to recently has been She Leads. Um, It's actually a book study that I've become a part of. Look at that right there. Oh, my gosh. I picked the book up at least, like, every week I've highlighted sections, and I'm like, I found it to be, it is like... It is like oh. a gospel, I, I have to tell you. Um, she leads The Woman's Guide to a Career in Educational Leadership. Who are the authors um, of that book, Natalie? <laughs> hmm, let's see. I think Dr. Natalie Tolan. And another, like another author who like really has kind of informed my entire AP journey um, is Bharati Kafele. And mm, one of the books Kefele's that like- great. It, it's his books. Like I read them when I'm like, I listen to them while on my way to work and just get so motivated and just remember what my vision is um, and just my purpose. Um, and one of the, one of the ones that always sticks in my mind is, is my school a better school because I lead it? 
And that's the question I ask myself. Um, are my teachers better because I'm there? And that's that's what keeps me grounded and keeps me focused on my scholars. Yeah, well, thank you for the book recommendations. We love talking about those, especially She Leaves, yes. because Rachel is one yes. of the authors. So, <laughs> Natalie, who is someone that is on your staff that you would like to give a shout out to on the podcast? Oh, my goodness. That is so hard. Oh, my goodness. That's so hard. That's a tricky question because I love my entire community. And the truth is, my community, my 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 teachers are rock stars. It would be hard to single one out um, because my teachers give unconditionally. Um, they, they just do. So I want to I just want to shout out first all my teachers, Clara H. Carlson family. You are you set the bar so high and we do our best every day to keep laser focused on students first, uh, outstanding students. But I guess my principal, because she's the one who really creates all that. Stacia Walfall, um, Mr. Ken Rosner, who is, you know, he sets that vision and we have all walked along with that. We always keep children first. And I, I'm so blessed to be in this role in a district where um, I can truly say that high learning and achievement and growth in every step, every shape of the way is occurring every day. Natalie Nelson, assistant principal at Clara H. Carlson School in New York. I feel like we could talk to you for like another hour, hour and a half, just about uh-huh. so many different things. I feel like things. I could too. Uh, <laughs> and this is your first podcast. Everybody listening, this is Natalie's first podcast. Such a natural. We're going to have to have you back on the podcast at some yes, point. Maybe, yes. maybe when you get that first principal job, we'll have you come back oh. on to talk about the transition. What do you think, Rachel? Oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Of course. <laughs> I appreciate putting those things out of the universe. You speak things yes. and they come into fruition. Thank you they for that. They do. That's You're going right. to do great things. You already are. I'm I'm oh, excited to you. watch your career. Oh, thank you. And I, I tell you, I thank you for what you're doing because this is being able to really get our word and what we do all around the world so that people understand schools, we are taking it seriously. We're working hard. And, um, you know, there's so many of us out here. I just feel blessed that you chose me tonight. Yeah. Well, thank you for the time. And we know it's a little bit later on the East Coast. We're all kind of scattered around the country. If you want to be connected like Natalie and change your life, go to NASP.org, sign up. The 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 the, the fees and the dues are so reasonable. I've, I've joined other organizations and NASP really keeps their annual dues down for members. It's really awesome. Also go to the conference this summer. It's the second week of July in National Harbor, Maryland. It's going to be awesome. Rachel will be there. I'll be there. Natalie, are you going to the conference this summer? Yes, I will be there. Oh. I love a great conference. I you, love a great conference. You can hang out with there. Natalie Nelson <laughs> as well, too. So everybody out there, thanks for you, all that you do. And we hope that you have an absolutely amazing day and an amazing rest of the school year.